I play, as long as I go number one in the draft. From the Erie Otters, Connor McDavid. From the London Knights, Mitch Marner. From the Western Hockey League's Brandon Wheat Kings, Nolan Patrick. This is Tracking the Draft with Craig Button. He checks an enormous amount of boxes. Nobody in this draft did more with less. I absolutely love him. It's not his skills that anybody's concerned about. It's that playing attitude. And quite frankly, it's really poor. Speeding towards the future of the NHL. From the U.S. Development Program, Jacob Truba. From Faryastad of the Swedish Elite League, Jonas Brodin. From the Boston U Terriers, Brady Kachuk. He could play in the NHL next year. He's one of those guys. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to Season 3, Episode 11 of Tracking the Draft with Craig Button, the Director of Scouting for TSN, former GM in the NHL and Stanley Cup champion, will join us very shortly. He's also the Director of Scouting for... Duckman's Domination in the Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League and the President of Hockey for high-level scouting. So Craig is a very, very busy man, and he's on the road this week. We'll tell you all about that as we go. This is the show where stars of tomorrow are discovered and discussed, and it takes place on the Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. So we're super glad that you tuned in, whether you're watching on our YouTube channel or you're listening in the audio format of our podcast. We are just glad that you have joined us. And you can see the three players we are chatting about today. Matt Savoy is our top-shelf talent, a uh, member of the Winnipeg Ice and the WHL Daltac Scouting Service, has this prospect, 23 goals, 41 assists in just 47 games this year. Craigslist has him ranked number 8. Another Matt, this time Matthew Ward, a center and a winger with Swift Current in the WHL Pipeline Prospects, has this future player, 21 goals, 28 assists in 49 games. Craigslist has him ranked 71. And earlier we were talking about the Manitoba Capital. Next player we'll be talking about the nation's capital. Tyler Boucher recently jumped ship from Boston University to go to Ottawa of the OHL. The Tornadoes in the UFHL have this player, and he has two goals and one assist in his first seven games of the season in the OHL since joining the Ottawa 67s. And he was drafted 10th overall by the Ottawa Senators last year, so he is playing right under their noses now. Craig Button joins us courtesy of the UFHL hotline. Yes, you can become a scout just like Craig, track the same players, and then get rewarded when they become pros in the Ultimate Fantasy Hockey League. It is so cool. You are going to games, whether that's WHL, AJHL, USHL, whatever league you can find. Find a great player. You can list them on the open market for $20, or you can bid on players in the annual futures auction. And as mentioned, when they turn pro, when they get drafted, or a team gets interested in a player, you can get rewarded. Just check out www.uffsports.com, register as a scout, pay the $25 fee in ScoreCoin, $25 U.S. worth of ScoreCoin, and you're in. You can start scouting players, and it's not just hockey. We have basketball, football, baseball, and, of course, hockey. Uh, all four major sports you can scout in. 
soon to be adding golf. Uh, we just announced uh, English Premier League soccer. So there is lots of opportunities and horse racing as well. Can you believe that? It's uh, The sky is the limit when it comes to these fantasy leagues that UFFS has. But you can become a scout in all of them. So in this format, you own the game. So make sure you get in the game at uffsports.com. And as mentioned, this show proudly broadcast on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. If you have a fantasy show, we would love to hear from you ufsn at uffsports.com that's ufsn at uffsports.com send us an email we'd love to chat with you about your programming and check out the youtube channel for our past shows uh uf ufba today ufhl now uh, when the football season is on we have ufafl nation uh, jamie thomas uh, right now does a legends of the gridiron focusing on the american football legends league and inside uflb hosted by myself as i'm the head of baseball so lots of great stuff going on at ufsn and we would like to add to it. So please, if you have a fantasy show, reach out to us, let us know, and we would love to chat. All right, so we have the three players. Now we just need the knowledge. And for that, we bring in my good friend, a very knowledgeable and passionate man who's hanging out in Manitoba right now. Let's bring in Mr. Craig Button. Here he is, the director of scouting for TSN, former GM of the Calgary Flames, and a Stanley Cup champion with the Dallas Stars. Plus, he's a sharp-dressed man with a heart of gold and a passion to match it. Craig Button. Craig, we catch you on the road this time in the Manitoba capital as uh, you will take in the Winnipeg Ice and Lethbridge Hurricanes tonight. And that just happens to bring up the focus of our top shelf talent <laughs> for this week. And we are talking about Matt Savoy, a guy a lot of people watch. There's some really good players on this Winnipeg Ice team. Uh, Matt Savoy in the spotlight for our top shelf talent. Uh, center and a winger with the Ice. Daltec Scouting Service has this player. And 23 goals, 41 one assists in 47 games ranked eighth in the january craigslist what are you expecting to see from matt savoy when you watch him tonight well i'm expecting to see a dynamic player because that's that's what matt matt is and you know what's fascinating you know what i'm gonna jump right here on that center slash rw spot because you know he plays center and, he, and he's a good center and but but you know as as i watch him and i i, I continuously ask myself is he going to be better served as a as a winger in the national hockey league and and that's part of the evaluation too you know outside of the skills you know and and certainly we've seen a lot of uh players drafted as centers or playing center before they get to the nhl and then they they become wingers and really good wingers so you know that's not a i don't want that to anybody to think that that's a criticism of Matt. It just speaks to, you know, where can you best optimize this this spot? Now I'm going to carry that fourth Dean and talk about him as a right winger, because I love when Matt Savoy gets the puck on his stick on the move, because 
he, he's dynamic and, and, and he's threatening with that speed. And he, he, he just needs a little bit of space to open up even more space for himself. And I think that that becomes in and of itself a, a real top-notch uh, quality to have. But at the same time, in the middle of the ice, and this is one of the things that's impressed me so much about Matt, is his ability to round out his game. When, when you're younger and you can skate by players, you know, you, you don't have to think about opening up the ice through playmaking, by speeding up, slowing down, delaying. And, and when I watch Matt play now, I, I see all those different elements. I, I see a player that understands, hey, wait a sec, you know, I, I, I don't have to uh, go at 60 IK. I, I'm going to slow it down to 40. And it backs off defenders. It opens up space. He, he's not just thinking shooting. He's thinking, what's the best play I have? I, I can shoot if it's there, but if it's not there, I'm going to I'm going to make plays. And, and, and I think that his game has expanded so much in, in significant ways. And, and I'll use the scoring as an example. You know, if you're just going to skate and look at to use your shot, that's fine. And he's, he, he's good in that area. But his game's expanded because if the shot's not there, he can make plays. And he makes really good plays. So now you, you got a player that you have to think about as somebody that can beat you with speed, can beat you with a shot, uh, can now uh, make plays to beat you, can hold the puck and delay to open up other things. So when I talk about an expansion of a young player's game, I've really been impressed with Matt Savoy and really uh, impressed with how he has taken those skills. At a younger, a lot of times players are learning as they get a little bit older and continue. He's learning at the, at the ripe old age of 17. Hmm. And, and, and that speaks to a, a real, real, uh, you know, high-end hockey IQ. And, and, and that in and of itself is really impressive. And, you know, this is another player that was kind of caught. He played 22 games in 2020 in the WHL, split in the USHL and AJHL uh, in time. Is that the biggest improvement and notice, uh, noticeable aspect of his game that you've noticed? Is that he's, he's not that he was ever one-dimensional before, but he seems to be uh, more reactive to the situation instead of, you know, going in as a lot of young players as, as more kind of tunnel vision. He maybe doesn't have that tunnel vision of, of what's happening. He's open to more opportunities around him. Yeah, I, I love that phrase, Dean, open to more opportunities. You know, the game is played in motion. The, the, the game is played on the move. It's it's not like you come up to the line of scrimmage and you say, okay, here's the play, and, you know, now we're going to run our routes and away we go. And so you have to be able to think uh, in motion, on the move, to changing circumstances in front of you. And I think that's exactly as you described with Matt Savoy. You know, you think about, you know, he played those games with, with Winnipeg, uh, you know, as a 15-year-old. And, you, you know, a lot of maturity, you, you know, that hasn't taken place to that point in time. He goes to the USHL last year during the during the pandemic. And, and I thought it really benefited him. You know, the game is, uh, is a little bit tighter, uh, uh, less space in the USHL. Players are, are older. Game's a little bit, you know, harder, deeper down through the lineup where his skill can't just, you know, give him that uh, uh, that flexibility to, to operate. He, he, he's got to not just have the skill and, and, and use the physical skill. He's got to use that IQ and that mental acumen and that processing to be able to get his skills in there. I think playing in the USHL last year really helped him with that. And I think it's come back here to Winnipeg and translate, it's translated into a very, very successful season. You know, when, when I look at Matt Savoy and we look at the, at the, at the rank, you know, and I, you, 
I always say, you know, we always want to look at the number and say, oh, he's eight. Oh, he should be four. I can tell you this. That could be anywhere from two to two to two to eight on the mm-hmm. list. Like he really, he's that good. I think what you have to do when you look at Matt is, is like, okay, here's what he is, and 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 this is what teams will be doing. Not necessarily me, but what teams will be doing. What teams have to do is, is go. We know what his skill is. Okay, how do we support him? Where, where does he fit into our lineup? What types of players do we have that, uh, you, you know, can complement him? You know, how does he complement other players that, that that are in our group and and go from go from there? Teams are made up of all different types of players, and certainly everybody wants skill. But when you're when when you're looking from an individual team point of view, you're looking at how, you know how Matt's uh, game, how that type of player, how that skill set comes into your group, and you know, how it enhances things. Ultimately, you're trying to get players into a group that enhances your team. Certainly, Matt Savoy has the skills uh, to, to play in the NHL and be successful in the NHL. But it doesn't mean that in the upcoming draft that everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, that's exa- absolutely the guy that I have to have. And that's why I go, could he be two? Yeah. Could he be four? Yeah. Could he be eight? Yeah. I think there's that, uh, what I call that sliding scale, that is not a reflection of Matt Savoy the, the the player or the talents of Matt Savoy. It's more about wh- where do te- what do teams uh, have and, and 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 where do they sit at the present time of, of the draft in looking at different players that can come in and ha- and enhance their team. Thirty two franchises with thirty two different lists, as you like to say, Craig. So uh, it's it is you know it's a it's a general ranking. Uh, you know you're putting him in a spot, but he could easily go top five, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah. And I watched an interview with him on TSN where he said he he likes to look and maybe compare his game to guys like Matt Barzell and and Braden Point. Um, offensively, certainly, I think there's some comparisons. Do you see the all around game with Matt Savoy that maybe a Braden Point has as well? I'm glad you went to the to the Braden Point uh, angle because that I, I see more of Braden Point in Matt Savoy than Matt Barzal, uh, and you know you know Matt has uh, has those uh, you know those brilliant moments I'll, I'll call them, and, and we see them all the time. Braden Point's got a complete well-rounded game. And I think that Matt has really progressed into that area. And and when I talk about shooting and holding the puck and making plays and giving up the puck, I think that that's Braden Point. And, you know, Matt Savoy is, is competitive and, you know, very well. And, you know, Braden Point's a, a really, really good player. Uh, and that goes without saying. And that's where you go and you evaluate Matt Savoy and, and, and you, you look at him uh, with respect to, how do we how do we support them? How what do we need around them? But I, I, I clearly I, I do really see uh, a greater a greater resemblance to the game of Braden Point than that of uh, Matt Barzell. And when we look at this player, I'm guessing it's developmental. There's no fundamental uh, issues wrong with this game. I love how you uh, separate those two. As a player gets older, matures, develops, those are the things they get stronger. Do you see any inherent weaknesses in Matt Savoy's game? No, I don't. I, I really don't. I mean, I mean, everybody, Dean, when you're when you're when you're evaluating players and you're evaluating talent, can uh, can. Ah, I wish he did this, or oh, geez, he doesn't do this so well, or what about this? I mean, that's part of the evaluation. But, but, but this I know, and this is fact. I have never, ever, ever heard a team stand up, draft a player, and after drafting that player, 
yeah, you know, we, we, we drafted him, but we didn't like this about him, and we didn't like that about him, and we didn't like that about him, and we don't think he's very good in this, right? They always they're always gushing about the player because ultimately, you know, when you're when you're selecting a player, you you, you want that player. That's the player that you, you, as I say, you put the stake in the ground on, and you celebrate that player. And now you got to do everything to help that player realize that potential. So to me, if you want to, every single player, with the exception of very, very few, not everybody, with the exception of very few players, you can find a flaw in every player. You can find a flaw in every player. You're not drafting players for flaws. You're drafting players for the positives. And certainly Matt Savoy, when I would look at his game and look at his uh, potential, it's about development. I don't, I, I don't see inherent flaws in his game. Excellent stuff. All right. Well, let's move from uh, the Manitoba Capital to Swift Current and uh, a different. We went from Matt to Matthew. Now, Matthew Ward, uh, center, sometimes plays wing as well. We'll get your opinion on that uh, with Swift Current to the WHL. Pipeline Prospects has this player uh, that they uh, listed, and he has 21 goals, 28 assists, and 49 games, ranked 71st on the recent Craigslist. And we mentioned this player last week when we were comparing players, but let's give him the full spotlight. And tell us uh, about what you think of Matthew Ward. You know, he's really, really skilled and, uh, you know, quick and fast. And, you know, he's, and he's, got, he's got an aggressive mindset. Like, you know, he, he's not somebody that some players are, when I, and, and when I say aggressive mindset, some players have a, you know, they're, they're cerebral, they're, they're, they're not wait and see, but they're going to size it up and then they're going to, they're gonna they're, they're gonna mentally process things and then act. I I think Matthew has has really really good strong hockey sense, but he's also got this a uh, like he he's gonna be after it and on it. He's gonna be after it and on it. He's he's in he's he's in it. He, he's in the fight. He's in the battles. He's in the and right now, I mean, he's a young player that that, that has. A tremendous amount of physical maturity ahead of them. And when I say physical maturity, I'm just talking about strength, carrying the thing. Everywhere that everywhere that Matt goes to play, he's going to benefit by becoming stronger. You, you look at players, uh, and I, I've said this to you before, Dean. I see a lot of bigger players that that get that uh, are denied easily, that get pushed, that will put that, that that get pushed away, that don't fight through resistance. And Matthew Ward doesn't always get through resistance because right now he, he needs to have that physical maturity and that strength to, to better do it. But I'll tell you what, he does not allow himself to be denied and he tries to push through resistance. And yeah, he gets knocked down at times, but he gets right back up and he goes right back in to where you get rewarded. Good hands, good head. He, he, he's in and around the net. And when I say that aggressive mindset, he's, he's an attacker. He's, he, he's going after you. He, he's trying to break you down. And he, he's a fascinating player for me because, you know, I, I look at that 71 and I get that rank and I, I, I don't feel good about it because I think it's too low. You know, and I, and then, so, you know, at times I have to put a stake in the ground too. I got to say, no, I, I really like this player and here's why. And when I project and say, Hey, listen, once he gets bigger and stronger, you know, when I say more strength and the, the, the bigger, I'm not worried about the, the, the size just gets stronger. Why, why shouldn't he be higher on my list? Why why can't he be a Cam Atkinson type player? Like you know that that type of uh, you know like enthusiastic, skilled, competitive, attacking type player. I I, I think Matthew ha- has that potential. So when I look at seventy one, 
Like, you know what? It's too low for me. I'll tell you that right now. Well, that's the beauty of evaluation is your your Craigslist changes uh, over the months and year. And, uh, you know, what it is at the start of the year certainly isn't what it will likely be at the end of the year. Uh, I mentioned the position, and, and we talked about this with Savoy. Uh, do you see Ward as more of a centerman or a winger? Yeah, you, you know, for me, it's a fascinating question. Okay, I, I, and, and I'll tell you why. Because I think I, I, think I could make a case for him uh, to, to be a winger. What I like about Matthew, either as a center, as a wing, and, and, and we know they're different positions, is, is I don't see somebody that gets, as a winger, gets stuck on the wing. I don't see a player that, like, when he's outside the dots, gets caught out there. And, like, you know, we're, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Zachary Benson, who's in next year's draft. He's just an mm-hmm. unbelievable player, plays for the Winnipeg Ice. He's another player, you know, not, not, not tall in stature. But when I watch him play, I almost get to a point where it doesn't matter where they play because they're so good at understanding where they have to play to be successful. And, and again, I go back to the game in motion, right? The game's always in motion. And, you know, you got you to gotta read the play. You got to respond to what, you know, what's happening in front of you. So when I see Matthew uh, being able to do those different things in different areas of the ice at all times, like I'm not so sure that center or wing matters. I think that it, it, it may be situational. We'll use them at center in these situations. We'll use them on the wing here. But, you know, when I talked about Matty Savoy and I, I, I try to figure him getting the puck on the move and, and how dangerous he can be, I, I don't think it's the same argument for Matthew Ward I, because I think that the way he uses space and the way he 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 probes to find that space, he's not just he's not a static player. So I'm not so sure that it matters if he's a center or a wing, and, and the situation may dictate. When I say situation, I'm talking within game. I'm talking about who your opponent might be. You might be better off playing him on the wing in one situation, play him in the center. I like the versatility, and that, and that's how I would explain. Uh, you know, the difference between him center wing and, and you know, just the, 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 just the scenario with Matt Savoy, center right wing potential. We've uh, discussed players and types of players uh, a lot. And, you know, I, I've watched a lot of really talented, super skilled players uh, in junior not be able to transition to the NHL because they could only play one sort of way. Uh, does does Matthew Ward have the skill set to be able to play kind of anywhere in the lineup as he progresses? Or is he going to have to be a, a skill guy only? Yeah, no, I don't think he has to be a skilled guy. Only, and, and, and if it, like, and I'll say this: if I projected Matthew Ward as a as a top end skill player, right? Like, I mean, he, he, I mean, we wouldn't even be talking about him at seventy one. So I see him as a player that can play in a, in different parts of your lineup and contribute offensively. But he's not just a player that that has to rely on on on. Uh, offensive productivity to, to, to be successful. He, 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 like I said, he's quick, he, he's aggressive, he, he's, he can be a player that's a catalyst for turnovers and making opponents uncomfortable because he's tenacious. He's got a tenacity to his game and, he's, and, and, and that competitive spirit that he has, he just says, I'm not, you're not stopping me, you're not denying me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get involved in this area because this is what I got to do at this moment in time. So, you know, I, do I see him as a frontline player? No, I don't see him as a top-line player. But do I see him being able to fit into a part of your lineup? That's why I use Cam Atkinson. You know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe I use Cam Atkinson just because of the stature and whatnot. But 
at the same time, you look at a guy like Brendan Gallagher, and Matthew Ward's not Brendan Gallagher, but Brendan Gallagher's had a really good NHL career because of, of his willingness to, to, to dig in and compete and be tenacious. And yeah, he's got skill. We know Brendan has, has skill. And I think that Matthew, given the time to mature, you know, could, could be a player and, can, and has the potential to be a player that can fit into different parts of your lineup and, and contribute in, in that way in, in different manners, not just on the score sheet. All right. Well, Craig joins us courtesy of the UFHL hotline as scouting is a huge part of the platform on UFFS and the lifeblood of franchises in the UFHL. Prospects, free agents, you name it, they go through scouts. So you should get in the game where you own the game. Start putting your scouting talent to good use. You can become an independent scout or you can form a partnership with an existing franchise. And if you want more information on Twitter at the UFHL and DMs are open. You can also go to www.uffsports.com and register as a scout and start listing players on the open market. Okay, let's now jump into the time machine and go back to last year where Tyler Boucher was drafted 10th overall by the Ottawa Senators. Uh, he's with Ottawa of the Ontario Hockey League now, and the Tornadoes took him in the UFHL draft to two goals, one assist in seven games. Last year with the U.S. program, started with Boston University and recently jumped to the OHL and joined the 67s. Were you surprised by that, Craig? Not really, and, and, and I'll go through a couple of different layers of this. You know, Tyler, you know, playing with the U.S. National Team Development Program, you know, the players are taking the college path. He grows up, you know, thinking that that's the best path for him. And, you know, and, 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 and in most cases, you know, players embrace it and, and, and it's something that works out for them. But I think what's really important, and I think Tyler recognized this, is that, you know, it's not right for me. I, I need to be in a different environment. I, I don't think he was looking at Boston University as something negative as much as he was saying, this isn't the right style of game for him. And, you know, he'd been suspended at BU, maybe hadn't had his footing. And, and now I go to the second part of it. And, you know, to be able to say, hey, wait a second, I, I got to step away here. It's not that you know, it's a, it's a, it's a knock against Boston University just saying, Hey, I got to take control of my career. And this is what I think is a better path for me at this point in time and embrace it and go. Now, you know, when I say that I'm not surprised, you know, the profile of Tyler Boucher as a player is one of that of somebody that's got, got size. He's physically imposing. We use words like rugged and, you know, punishing and everything. I, I, I don't know if Tyler's a punishing player, but I do know this. He's a really good skater, and he can impact the game and carve out space for himself and, you know, create a lot of opportunities with respect to, uh, you know, forechecking and bearing down on opponents and creating turnovers and cycling the puck. So, you know, you start to think about, you know, if, if, if he's going to play physical and he's going to, you know, be, be suspended, is that the right place for him to be? Does he feel like, you know, that's going to develop his game to the greatest extent? Does he want to play more games? But I think when you look at Tyler, I think that he felt that going and being in Ottawa and the OHL would, was something that would help him take the qualities that define him as a player and, and develop them, you know, to a greater uh, state. And, and, and that's why I look at it and say, hey, I'm not surprised that he, that, that he left because I think he just sees it as something that better fits, uh, you know, where he's at in his game right now and the specific attributes in his game. 
We we just talked about uh, you know whether players uh, whether they have size or not uh, whether they're in the game uh, you know a small guy staying in the fight uh, and a big guy without size or with size that doesn't stay in the fight doesn't do it much good is this a guy in Tyler Boucher who's you know constantly using his size and body whether that's you know a big check and we talked about those as as kind of not as as uh, prevalent as they used to be but maybe a bump here and there we've talked about protecting the puck and using your size. Do you see Tyler Boucher doing that constantly? Well, here, no, I don't. But here's what I would say. That's developmental for Tyler. And this is part of, you know, understanding, you know, what, you know how, how, do you, how do you get your game in the game? And, you know, what I would say with Tyler is Tyler has, has, has skills that are, that, that are good. But I think that he has to have the focus first and foremost of, like, I'm not going to begin with a skill mindset. I'm going to begin with a, a power mindset. Now, let me tell you what I mean by that. What I mean by that is exactly what you, how you just said, carving out space. If, if, if Tyler's going to come down and dangle defensemen and try to stick handle around defensemen and, you know, be that type of a player, I don't think he's going to have very much success. And his size doesn't matter. Now, if you come down on a defenseman and you're coming down and because he is a good skater, and now you're going to say, hey, listen, you're going to have to handle me based on my strength. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get the puck by you. I'm going to protect the puck. If you want to come and get to the puck, you're going to have to come through my body. And my body's big and my body's hard to get through. And now holding the puck, I talked about cycling the puck. I talked about leaning in, attacking underneath opponents and making them handle you to your greatest strength. His greatest strength, he's a, he's a really good skater, really good size. You know, his, his greatest strength isn't stick handling. And, and and it's not that it's bad. I'm not saying that at all. But you've got to understand, okay, how do you get the, the, the biggest advantage you have to be able to give you advantages in other areas? So when I say he's got to start from a power, how do I use my size to carve out space, keep space, make opponents uncomfortable, it's got to start with that mindset as opposed to I'm going to – because if he starts to try – if he's going to just try to stick handle and everything, defensemen are just going to knock the puck off a stick, and it doesn't matter how big he is. It doesn't matter how well he skates. you got to impose yourself and make it really difficult on opponents to handle you. And I think that for Tyler – that's the big that that's the developmental aspect of his game and i think you know whether he's playing for Albie o'connell with the boston university terriers or he's playing for dave cameron with the ottawa 67s these are the areas of the game that have to be emphasized to tyler but it's developmental and for tyler understanding that like you know that's where the success of his overall game will come from and stem from not from reversing those things because when, when players that are bigger reverse in terms of uh, their thinking, in terms of what they, you know, try to put first, they end up never having an impact on the game. And, and, and that's, what you, that, that, that's where the development part comes for Tyler Boucher and, and for others, but specifically with Tyler. So if he can take those steps and and keep developing, who do you see him developing into at the NHL level with uh, with all the th- all things considered? Well, I, I I would I would think that uh, the Ottawa Senators. I, I mean, I'm without talking to them, but maybe a Josh Anderson. Mm. You know that you know when and 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 you watch Josh and you watch you know he was a fourth round draft pick, I believe, to Columbus. You know, over in Montreal now but a good skater and, you know, it was something that, 
I, I think Josh, you know, and Junior, uh, through the early part of his professional career, was continued was continuously working on, and and probably still needs reminders at different times because he can skate and he can shoot the puck and he can still. But if if he starts with a with a skill mindset, and I'm and and, and I hope this this doesn't sound like I'm diminished. Like don't be skilled. I'm not saying that, but it, it it's where you. I guess it's what you lead with. And when Josh leads with skating and power, good luck. They don't call him the power horse for nothing. I think that that's where I see Tyler Boucher's game trying to emulate. And if I was in Ottawa, I would be trying to give lots of examples of, uh, of, of Tyler Boucher. I'd be giving lots of examples to Tyler Boucher of Josh Anderson. Listen, I, I hear a lot of this. Like Tom Wilson is one of the most unique, unique players in the NHL. There, there, there aren't any Tommy Wilsons out there. <laughs> I, I want to be very clear on that. So if you hear comparisons to Tommy Wilson, I don't think it's fair to Tyler Boucher. Yeah, just like comparing somebody who's fast to Connor McDavid. There's fast, and then yeah. there's Connor McDavid yeah. fast. And and, and yes. it all comes down to expectations, Craig. You talk about that a lot with teams when they're drafting players, but it also has to come back to the player himself and the expectations and not trying to be something that they are not. Well, that, but 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 that's but that's again those expectations. If you keep telling Tyler Boucher you got to be like Tom Wilson, <laughs> yeah. well, what do you think he's not going to try to do those things? He's not going. He's going to. Players are trying to please their organizations. They're trying to please their coaches. Yeah. So you have to be very realistic. Hey, Tyler, this is the, the this is your game. These are two or three things that we want you to work on continuously to remind yourself of and continue to develop those things. We're going to help you. And, and don't put because just because you put uh, if you put unrealistic expectations on a player, like you, you you're helping that player fail. You're not helping them succeed. Now, how many times, Dean, have you heard me say the NHL fails players more than players fail on their own? That yeah. so. If, if you if you have an organization starts with unrealistic projections, unrealistic expectations, they have begun the process of failing that player. Very true. Very true. Enjoy uh, the game tonight. Uh, you'll see the number three ranked team in Canada, the Winnipeg Ice and the Lethbridge Hurricanes. And, um, you know, that's that's going to be uh, a fun matchup for sure. And uh, let's hope that uh, Manitoba hockey fans even Brandon fans uh, get uh, a lot of playoff action this year. No show uh, next week. I'm going to be off for a few days, so you get the week off as well, Craig. Thanks so much for joining me. Well, I'll take the week off and just do a whole lot of uh, uh, work on, on prospects and development and scouting and everything because, you know, that's where we're headed to. We're getting down to the, we're getting down to the stretch run, which is fun. It, and, and it's been fun, Dean, to watch the players because let's not forget, since March of 2020, They've gone through a lot of different poses, uh, pauses, postponements, cancellations, and a lot of uncertainty. And we're still talking about the, you know, how incredibly talented these young players are. You betcha. Enjoy the game tonight. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game. Uh, I can't wait to do Craig's count. 
Council with all the viewers and the listeners. That's where it's scouting tips and story time. If you have a specific skill you want to ask Craig about when watching players or a specific position or a specific player, or if you have a question about a past player he's scouted, drafted, uh, or watched, uh, or anything else, he's got a, a lot of fun, cool stories, uh, and he has a lot of knowledge that he likes to share and help other people. Craig is is a man who loves to pay it forward. Uh, a lot of people helped him get to where he is, and he would like uh, to help you get to where where you want to go. So scouting tips and story time on Craig's Council very, very soon. I can't wait to do that. If you have a specific question for Craig, trackingthedraft at gmail.com. That's trackingthedraft at gmail.com. We'll add it to the list. We have a bunch of them from past episodes that we didn't actually get to uh, that we'll try to get to as well. And as mentioned, this show proudly being broadcast on Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. UFSN is your one-stop fantasy sports shop. We want to be where you go for your fantasy news, whether it's shows about our league or shows about future NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball. If you have a fantasy show and you'd like to join the network, we would love to chat with you. Whether you want to focus on one of our our leagues, whether you want to focus on your own franchise in our leagues, or whether you want to focus just strictly on fantasy sports in general, and it doesn't have to be specifically about our leagues. We are looking for all kinds of hosts to join the fun where we want to be your one-stop fantasy sports shop. If you think you'd like to be a part of it, send us an email, UFS at uffsports.com that's uffsn at uffsports.com you can also check out the twitter handle at uffs network and the dms are open on there all right that's going to wrap things up for another episode, Season 3, Episode 11. You can find past episodes on our YouTube channel. Please give us a like, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, let us know what you think of the show. And, of course, all of our shows are out in audio format wherever you find your favorite podcast. So make sure you check that out. Subscribe, like, leave us a review. Let us know what you think, good or bad. We want to hear from you because if it's good, we'll keep doing it. If it's not, we'll try to improve. So find your our podcast wherever you get yours and check us out on our YouTube channel, Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. If you're searching for our podcast in audio format, it's simply Ultimate Fantasy Sports Network. Big thanks to Craig Button. As usual, no show next week. I'm on vacation, so we'll take a bit of a break. We'll give Craig some time off and give you guys a chance to Get your fantasy prospects in order uh, for the next time we chat. Thank you very much to Craig Button. Thank you to you for watching and listening. And thank you for Ultimate Fantasy Franchise, Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. We'll see you in a couple weeks.